middle of the Maimer, and we're explaining the Avoidah of Kriyashma. And we began by explaining that it's not just a Chesh ben Anefesh of what they did and didn't do. And even further, what were their intentions and in everything that they did? Was it all completely selfish or was there anything genuine about it? But deeper. We asked the person to think about their Avoidah of Mayach and Lev. Did they work hard to create new perspectives, perspectives based on truth, objective truth, which is the truth of Einoid Mulvadi, the truth of Hashem, as we're going to talk about? And did those perspectives create feelings? Did they produce the appropriate feelings based on those perspectives? That's a much deeper Avoidah. The person needs to ask themselves, did they do that? So what is the Avoidah that the person needs to do with their Mayach? They need to think about Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. That's the Avoidah of, of Kriyashma. And we began to talk about what that means. So we said the truth is that Einoid Movadi. The truth is there's only one reality and that's the reality of Hashem. And even though there's concealment on that reality, the concealment isn't real. Or in different words, the concealment is a part of Hashem Himself. And we spoke about how creation, even though seemingly it comes through Elekim, which means concealment, that we don't see our Creator, but the truth of the matter is, Havaya, the higher level of Hashem, the infinite level of Hashem, the revealed level of Hashem, is actually present in our world. Why? This is where we're holding. Shaharei. The name Yudke Vavke actually means to bring into existence. However, in order for anything to exist, which is the intention of Avaya, to bring existence into existence, but in order for anything to exist independently and to feel its independence, what needs to happen is. This is where Alekim comes into play to create that feeling of separation, even though in truth there is no separation. The metaphor for this is Minahar Gadol, from a very great river. The, the greatness of the, of the river is its power, its strength. And it's, it's largeness, Asher. The waters make a tumult. They make a lot of noise. This is the difference between a river and a spring. The Mayan gives forth water, but it's very calm, without any noise. And it's always dripping. It's always giving forth water. Asher leif sukum meimav never stops. Aval anahar harayu be spashtos ve israchvos al kol gdois of beribay mayim of merutzak gdayla be kayach gadol. The river has a lot of water and it's going with a very powerful strength. Pini bechdei lekabel mayim anahar. So if someone wants to take water, wants to receive water for themselves from a river, who are they tziner? Kibalei tziner. Ine leilavat shelo yuchulu akelim lekabel mayim. So when a person wants to take water from a river, so what they're going to need to do is, they're going to need a tube, a funnel, some sort of channel, 
that brings that large amount of water into a smaller, a smaller quantity. So if the person doesn't do that, number one, they won't be able to receive that water. If a person puts in a vessel that doesn't receive the largeness of that water and limit it, the person just puts a cup into the river, what's going to happen is the river is going to take that cup with it. It's going to destroy the cup. So what a person needs to do in order to take from a very large amount of water, a very small amount of water, there needs to be pipes, bigger pipes, and then those bigger pipes split it into smaller pipes and smaller into even smaller until finally someone can open up their faucet in their house and take a, a drink with a, with a small cup and the cup won't be destroyed and pushed away. Now, even after all of these limits and limiting that water, still it's the same exact water. Friedrich is explaining that it's the same water. It's just that we cannot take that, that quantity of water Directly, and there needs to be tzimtzumim. There needs to be limits to to limit the the amount of water. Now the Friedrich goes into a bit of a deeper mashal, a more ruchniyistic mashal, not so physical, and that is that if a teacher who's completely on a higher level than the student wants to give over an idea to the student, they need to limit their level of thinking. They need to make it smaller, more limited, and bring it to a lower level. But still, it's his intelligence. The teacher is giving over their intelligence. It's just that they're giving it over in a way that the student can understand it. This is going back to a different mimer that later the student can start resembling the teacher. However, the teacher is giving it over in a way that the student can understand it and they can develop based on it. Talks about in the earlier Maimarim again about a teacher that's effective, that teaches the student how to think on their own. Again, it's like letters. To bring out the similar idea, it's letters and words that limit an idea. But again, it's the idea coming through the letters. It's just that the letters make it possible to receive. Again, it's all about allowing the recipient to receive, to be able to tolerate and handle what they're being given. So Havaya is the power, the creative power. Elikim is like those words. We know that Elikim is called Ir Elikinu, the, the city of Elikim, and that the reason is in very, very short, because letters are like bricks, are like stones, as we spoke about in a different Mimer, and those stones create homes, which, which house a word, a meaning, and those words create paragraphs, and obviously the, the world of speech is called the city of letters. And that's why Elikim is called, that's why, that's why it's called Ir Elikinu, because both Elikim and the city have the same idea where they limit and they make it possible to receive.
But again, they're bringing forth the energy, the power of Shem Avaya, just in a limited form, in a way that it can be received. It's known that there are many types of concealments. There are many levels of symptom, of concealment, of contraction. Because again, from Shema Likim directly, again, it would be too great for us. Like, like a, uh, a big pipe. You still wouldn't be able to take from a big pipe a small cup. Needs to be more limited and more limited. But all limitations and all concealments all originate in this power of of concealment, which is called elikim. That is the the power, the potential of concealment. And these concealments originate there. And just like shem elikim alone, that name of Hashem is obviously not something outside of Hashem that hides Hashem. It's Hashem Himself hiding Himself. So really when you're looking at nothing, you're really looking at Him. When you're not looking at Him, you really are looking at Him. So so too is with any concealment, it's all a part of Him. The entire purpose of all of these concealments, which the fact that that is their purpose, it means that's what they really are, is all in order to bring the yesh into existence, which Havaya is that source of existence. Kitzer, Gam Hedra Aveda Pagim, Yivar Mitzis Liachade, Mitzad Ha'olamais, Yichad Avaya Velikim, Yivar Bemoshal, the Shem Elikim, Vagam Shar Lavoshim, Enamastirim, and very, very short. We spoke about how a person needs to also do Aveda with the Mayach and Lev. We spoke about Achtos Hashem, doesn't just mean that Hashem is one, but He is one with all of existence. We spoke about the two names, Havaya and Elikim, and we explained that Elikim is like any concealment, which is per, which the purpose of that concealment is in order to bring it to the recipient. So then if so, then it's not really a concealment. It's all a part of the one giving. And what you're really seeing and perceiving is the giver, is the mashpia, is Hashem himself in this case. I'm in the next year, Hashem.